Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Greg Bedard has made a really interesting point when he asked, how do Bill Belichick and the Patriots truly feel about cam newton really that's the essential question when it comes to evaluating whether or not the patriots think highly enough of ohio state quarterback justin field to take him with the 15th overall pick let alone trading up for him and bedard's point is valid because the newton fields comparisons are everywhere and for the patriots to make a serious move to get fields you'd have to assume that they are in love with the way Cam Newton plays. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, also known as your boy, Shades. And I'm with my boy, Connor, also known as the Boston Boomer. Yeah, buddy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast here on Sunday, April the 18th. Thank you, everybody who's watching live. Thank you to everybody who's watching the replay. Thank you to everybody who's listening on the podcast. We appreciate you all. And we realize without an audience, we're just a couple of idiots talking to the internet. And well, we'd probably do it anyways, but we like that you guys listen because it <laughs> it just confirms that we're idiots. Yeah, it's very true, especially when you guys remind us. So I appreciate that. Make sure to let us know in the comments. Yeah, it's the comments, the live chat on an everyday basis. Yeah. Okay. It's good to good to know. What's going on, man? How are you? Good, good. How you doing? Tired. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I know. It seems like it's a lot later than nine o'clock, huh? It it does. And especially just like my work schedule is just insanely crazy right now. Like I get like minutes a day with my family and like seconds a day to rest and relax, you know? It's fun, isn't it? It is. It's fantastic. But yeah. <laughs> always love being here on the podcast. Got some exciting stuff happening behind the scenes. Yeah, buddy. Just texting Connor about it today. Maybe a new drink coming. I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be good, huh? Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it works out. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about how excited are you to be talking about the quarterbacks again? I can't wait. I'm very excited to see what happens at the quarterback position. I Is heard it- Cam Newton's going to be involved. <laughs> Maybe Justin Fields, you know? <laughs> it's been like at least two days since we've discussed the quarterback, no? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Bedard made a pretty interesting point though, right? Because we've we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot of people say that picking like Justin Fields, and I'd probably also throw Trey Lance into the mix. Yep. Very similar games to Cam Newton. Right. Trey Lance a little bit different. He's a little bit of a freak of nature when it comes to his athletic, pure athletic ability. But again, that same amount of running and all that kind of stuff, right? Throwing. That would mean if the Patriots were considering to make a trade up because Justin Fields ain't falling to 15. Like, absolutely not. not. Right. And neither is Trey Lance. But actually, do you think Justin Fields will fall to four? Maybe. I, I don't know. There's some people who believe he won't fall to three. Yeah. I mean, I remember before in the very beginning, wasn't it like supposed to be obviously Trevor Lawrence, then Justin Fields? 
Well, they were like, well, yeah, well, before it was supposed to be Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Right. <laughs> no, but then it was like, it, so we've heard Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Yep, Zach and then, Wilson. And yeah. then everybody else. Right. But there are some people out there saying that Justin Fields won't even fall to number three. Right. He, he's not even going to make it to San Francisco. There are people who believe the New York Jets will be selecting Justin Fields at number two. The Jets are a mystery, right? I mean, they obviously are going to take a quarterback now that they ship Sam Donald out of town. The whole draft is a mystery when it comes to quarterback. Right. And I guess that, like, when you break that all down, it's because it's like that, right? So, but it all comes down to that style of play, right? It all comes down to that style of play. Which I think was Greg Bedard's sort of reasoning behind his article that he wrote today. It's actually an interesting article. Greg Bedard has been irritating me lately, but this was one that actually I actually kind of liked. And it was saying, like, nice. if you're going to, like, are you in love with Cam Newton's playing style right now? Or are you in love that Cam Newton was the best attitude to go into this season? Uh, well, the the For me, the attitude, his attitude is A1. I mean, I give him an A plus in that category. I give him like a D plus in how well he executed in his style of play last season. Obviously, that wasn't very good. I mean, if he played to the best of his ability or like he he just executed better, I mean, I don't think it's how he plays his game. It's just he wasn't on the money. But I say his, atti- his attitude was not even close to an issue. It was the fact that he just didn't execute his play style. No, and I think that we're getting to I, – I don't think I meant it that way either. Uh, I meant like, what if it was like 2015 cam, right? Oh yeah. Would the Patriots be in love with that slot? Cause that's what you're going to get out of Trevor Lance or Trevor Lance, uh, Justin, <laughs> Justin Fields or, or, <laughs> right. or, or, or Lance, right. Uh, Trey right. there we go. Trevor Lance. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to play at MVP caliber, but it's the Patriots. I mean, they have like for, like 20 years they've had a pocket quarterback it's yep. one of the main reasons that i think we had mac jones attached to the patriots for so long because go get that you know go get that pocket quarterback who's going to toss the ball around but when it comes down to it on the other on the other end it's do the patriots want to continue down that route do they want to run the brady offense right without Tom Brady, because there's a big difference between running the Brady offense with Tom Brady and without Tom Brady, or do they maybe want to change their offense altogether? And that's all going to come down to, do they like Cam Newton's play style? Not necessarily his execution in 2020. And yeah. I think there's too many people that are focused on that. I'm just talking his play style in general. Does Belichick look at that? Does McDaniels look at that? Cause he's had a big deal in, in, in scouting these quarterbacks this year and say, Hey, this is the kind of, op- we want to go with that college type of offense. Like we're seeing other people go with. Or are they like, hey, let's go with Mac Jones or some other pocket quarterback somewhere and go with them because we can just run the same offense we ran for 20 years and been successful with? Right. I mean, that that's a very good question because they're going to have to kind of – I think we'll see from the draft which way they're going to commit. I mean, if they do go in that Justin Fields type direction and then it's going to go Cam Newton and then obviously he's going to pass it on to Justin Fields, they're going to have to completely redesign this offense because I don't think they redesigned it last year. You know, Josh McDaniels obviously did a little bit to change it towards Cam Newton, but I think everyone's, for the most part, in agreement. He kind of kept the offense the same and then put Cam Newton out there with a little bit of exceptions. But if they're going to continue on in that direction for a second year in a row, I think it's going to have to coincide with them taking somebody like Justin Fields because if not, why go? Why not just stick to that Tom Brady offense, use Cam Newton for this season, knowing that he's going to be gone next year. We probably won't see Cam again and then move on with the Mac Jones type and then just keep the offense the same from how it was 2020 to 20, from 2000 to 2020 for the past 20 years. Well, what's your hope? I, I guess I just put my faith in whatever Belichick believes. I mean, I don't really have a hope one way or the other. I obviously the the quarter the what's it called the pocket passer quarterback worked for them for twenty years, but also worked only because it was Tom Brady. I don't know if it would work with somebody else. 
And then obviously it looks like the Cam Newton style offense didn't work as much last season. But now if they have Justin Fields or Cam Newton becomes a better version of himself, Josh McDaniels has a second year to adapt and they can get more clever with the play calling, then that'll work as well. I don't know for me if it's as much as like they have to choose one or the other. It's like they have to commit one way or the other for me. It's like either they take a Justin Fields type guy and commit towards that type of an offense, or they take someone more like Mac Jones and commit to staying how the offense has been. I see people talking about master at work going live. I just, I don't know if you're aware of this, but he's been live for like 12 hours. The whole time? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> has, he, has he been eating and going to the bathroom like for 12 hours? Yeah, it's uh, God good for bless him. him. Yeah, she's yeah, more power him. to him, man. I wonder That's if he's going to be on tomorrow. He may just be exhausted tomorrow. I hope he's on tomorrow. I me too. Me too. But after 12 hours of going live, oh my goodness. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, because I just saw that he said Masterwork is live. And I was like, again? Because he was on this morning. And I'm pretty, <laughs> like, he was literally on this morning. So I was like, oh, he's live again? And then I, like, I looked at it and just went backwards. Yeah, he's been on for like 12 hours. Oh my goodness. That's, uh, that's a lot of longevity for one day. Dude, I'm exhausted after an hour. I know. I know. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, I don't know how he can do it. Shout out to Tyson. Good for you, man. Yeah, good for you. More power to you. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> um, we're talking about changing the uh, the offense. Whether they should go more towards like the Justin Fields, Cam Newton, mobile college style offense or sticking with what they had with Tom Brady with the more pocket passer. And I honestly don't. I just want to see them commit one way or the other. Yeah, that's what I want to see too. Just shout out to Go Car Kid. Says I'm on vacation. Sending love from Myrtle Beach. Nice man. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy your vacation. I'm in lockdown. It's probably beautiful down there right now. Great weather. Uh, Myrtle Beach is, is awesome. Yeah. I'm sitting here envious. Just so you know, if you're wondering if I'm totally jealous, I am. They shut down the golf courses on Friday here. Oh boy. Yeah. So they shut down everything, huh? So the one activity that I just all winter, yeah, while we sat in lockdown, and I kept saying it's almost golf season. It's almost golf season. They shut down golf. So it's gonna. Do you think there's gonna be no golf the entire year? I don't know. Uh, not I'm a good just, start, huh? Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm pissed. Myrtle Beach, they're definitely playing golf if you can get there. I can't. I can't cross the border. No? <laughs> no. Aye, aye, aye. The borders are still shut down. Not, not good. You guys are much further ahead of us than the vaccine thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of I know a lot of people who have already gotten it. Have you got yours yet? No, not yet. Because you, you can't or you just haven't had time? I haven't had time and I think that it's like tomorrow is like when it the opens 19th, up to when everyone. It opens up? Yeah. So I don't think it's opened up to people under the age of 30 yet. So I think tomorrow is like the time where I can look, but I haven't really looked that much into it because it's been mostly people who are older or have like compromised immunes or whatever it is that have all been getting it. Yeah. I, uh, they, I think tomorrow ours goes 40 and over. Nice. Um, so I mean, I'm that's getting closer. Good. I'm yeah. five years away. That's pretty good. <laughs> five years away now, but still, it's you guys are opening up to everybody tomorrow. Tomorrow we go forty and and over, and we'll probably run out of stuff. So uh, I, I don't think Canada's petty. I don't know why you're calling them petty. This is they're not closing it over pettiness. <laughs> it's I don't think we looked at the states and said that's it. We're closing our borders. You offend me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Trump who initially closed the borders. We we're just like, yeah, let's keep them closed. Probably, yeah, yeah. About a year ago, more than a year ago at this point. Yeah, right? it was in March last year. It is, yeah, it was, it was. And and this is the year like everybody's invited me somewhere. Bobby invited me to Gillette. Uh, Ross invited me to Fenway. Yeah, you, you invited me to your apartment. Like, yeah. you're invited everywhere, and I, I can't leave. I can't leave the country. Well, now I'm not even allowed to leave my driveway. So. I, I know, <laughs> I know. It's gonna. I was gonna say we gotta get you out of the, uh, out of your house first. Oh, I just want the like, and and this weather is like screwy. Like this morning, it was sunny, and my sister came over to pick up a bed, which so we illegally gave her her be- gave her a bed because she was a non essential reason type of deal. Um, gave her a bed and we we're outside and I, I had to take my, my coat off. It was so warm. I was just staying outside in a t-shirt 
and and yep. now it's raining and they say it could turn into snow yeah it snowed it snowed here on friday and now today i had the air conditioner on in my car so <laughs> same thing so my pay uh, for seals getting kind of mouthy tonight wow very very mouthy all right i got nothing left to say me neither. <laughs> we started talking about just garbage. We should just end it now. <laughs> my Patriots update is getting mouthy. We're getting yelled at, at every, by everyone already. He's offending me. He's offending you. <laughs> we should just cancel it down and say it's his fault and let him that's, deal with the repercussions. That's true. People will come for you. Yeah, all six of them. I know. <laughs> Maybe we should take a break, then we'll get into the live stream. Yeah. All right. <laughs> should we talk about my balls? Yeah. All right, sounds good. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Fellas, when was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Now, let me tell you, taking care of my nether regions and making sure I'm getting a close shave always makes me nervous when you are not using the right products, especially when you're trying to use products designed for your face. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped and engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features cutting-edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents, and that is thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped obsesses over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They also use the best ingredients in all of their formulations. And guys, when I tell you that trimming the bushes makes the tree stand taller, that's a little bit of an understatement. And guys, this is premium. And I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take that longer shave. And one of the coolest features that you have on this device, it illuminates areas for a closer shave and a more precise trimming. And they've also upgraded the motor to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And don't forget about the charging stand. Guys, I do it. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock and it is powered by USB. And if you are listening right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RAYROUTE. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Trim your junk with Manscaped. Dude, I saw you stand up, and I was like, it's a two-minute and ten-second ad, and you stood up at the one-minute and fifty-second mark. I thought <laughs> you were leaving. No, I, I wanted to turn on my air conditioning in my apartment. Don't worry. I can almost touch it from where I sit, just barely, <laughs> just barely out of reach. So do you know what I did yesterday? What's that? I grabbed my lawnmower. You worked, didn't you? I did work, yes. I did work. (laughs) So did you. (laughs) Yeah. But last night, I should say. I did something I haven't done since I was like a a teenager. All right. I am hair free. My whole upper torso. Oh, really? I used the lawnmower and just like, yeah. I gotta I went, do this. I gotta do the same at some point. Someone's coming. I went crazy last night, though, like crazy, yeah. like, and uh, my belly and chest have grown since I've done it last. I'm like, I don't remember taking this long. <laughs> <laughs> no nicks, no no razor, no nicks, no nothing. razor burn. I did my pits. I did my chest, wow. my tummy, everything, man. Good and for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be one of those nights. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, another loss. I'm gonna get turn the comments over to Connor to pick some good ones. Hopefully about the Patriots. But there's very lo- few about the Pats so far. <laughs> <laughs> another lost soul says, "Ray gonna do the NFL draft for 12 hours straight." No, just that three hours is going to just 
And Connor's not going to do the full three with me because I'm going to start at seven. He's oh not going to pop on until he gets home from work. So I'm doing like an hour and a half. The Patriots might pick by the time you get home. I might miss it depending on where they pick. Yeah. And then, so at least that way we could uh, we could discuss it when you get on. I guess. I well, I guess it's gonna it's gonna vary drastically. I mean, for me, I have no idea what to expect with the Patriots. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved up and they picked while I'm still at work, or I wouldn't be surprised if they moved back and we wait the whole night and they don't pick at all. I really oh don't know God. what they're gonna. Well, do. that happened last year. I stayed live the whole night and then they traded out of the first round. Right. I wouldn't be so. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised at anything Bill Belichick does at this point. There also came like a point in time that like I didn't even know the players that were being picked anymore, and I was just pretending like I did. <laughs> Best part about it is because I stream it online because I do it in my studio, right? Yeah. It's like the pick would come in like thirty seconds before it would show up on my screen, so McChicken would already blow it for me and already tell wow. me what happened. We should uh, have McChicken text us what we should say about the people who are drafted. So we'll yeah, know. as we soon as so they're drafted, because we're going to be on a delay, so we'll yep. say message us during that delay. <laughs> All right, I see. I see an actual Patriots question. Maybe we can get the, nice. Uh, Let's go. Maybe we should get it going. Uh, Dylan says, "Are Patriots trading up to number eight or number four? Uh, have a chance to draft Fields or another quarterback?" So we sort of started discussing that. That. We don't even know if Justin Fields is going to get past number three, let alone right. get to even get to number four or number five or six or seven or eight to, for the Patriots to take him. Whether or not the Patriots trade up or not is all going to depend if they really are set on a quarterback. We know that they've been scouting a lot of them. Uh, most Patriot fans don't believe they will be. Most of them believe they will be picking at 15 or trading down. I fall on that boat as well. I don't know about you, Connor, but I fall on that boat as well. But I will say that I didn't think the Patriots were going to spend $160 million in guaranteed money during free agency. So no. there's a, there's a lot of different things. <laughs> so it's a very interesting name just popped up. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be honestly a wait and see game for Bill Belichick as well, because I don't know if he's going to want to move all the way up to four, but what if it, if he does want Justin Fields and Justin Fields is still there at eight. Because there's a stretch there. I, I forget who everyone is, but it's like where people who just definitely aren't going to take a quarterback. Number four, obviously, the Falcons are up in the air. Then it goes five is the Bengals. Definitely not, obviously. Six, who's six? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are going to take a quarterback. They just took Tua. Number seven, I believe, is the Panthers or the Lions. Right, I don't. Uh, see number seven is the Lions. Number eight is the Panthers. Number nine is the Broncos. Lions just traded for um, Jared Goff. Obviously, eight they just traded for Sam Darnold. So Justin Fields could potentially be sitting there at eight if he makes it all the way there. I could see Bill Belichick then getting aggressive and moving up to eight. But he could also be drafted second or third. You know what I mean? I don't know. He could be completely gone, completely off the board by the time the eighth pick rolls around. And Bill Belichick, why would he move up to eight if his guy's already gone? Oh, I thought you were saying that Belichick's going to trade up to three. I'm like, why would San Francisco trade away the number three? No, no. I mean, if well, I mean, if San Francisco, the, the Patriots have no opportunity to draft in the first three picks, no matter what. I mean, the 49ers and the Jets, I don't see them giving up the pick. They're just not going to do it, especially to the Patriots. What's your hottest take on the draft? Like, what's the craziest, hottest take you can think of when it comes to the draft? Oof, that's a good one. Um, that Justin Fields falls to like eight. That's probably my hottest. That's probably my hottest take because I'm just looking at that, and it's going to go quarterback, 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 in my opinion. And then there could be a drought where no one's really predicting it, where four, five, six, seven all are position players, and no quarterbacks are taken. And then, actually, he would fall to ninth because I don't think the Panthers are going to take a quarterback either. So there could be a drought there between the fourth pick and the eighth pick where there's no quarterback taken. So I think somebody, whoever it is, it's going to be one of the quarterbacks is going to fall all the way down to the ninth or tenth spot. Okay, let's make it even spicier then. If Justin Fields is falling down to number nine, yep. who's San Francisco taking? Mac Jones, maybe. I don't know. I feel like something's going to be di something's going to be different. Some somebody's going to take somebody who we don't expect. The same thing. Obviously, it's dumb because it's fantasy football, but the same thing happens all the time. You look at like what you expect to happen, and somebody somewhere there's one person who just doesn't take who you're expecting them to take. I feel like the same thing's going to happen in the draft. 
we're going to be like, oh, this is how it's expected to go. And then it always goes awry. Someone throws a wrench into the mix. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I feel like that happens every year, too. When you look at everyone's mock draft, it's like March Madness brackets. It's like somebody at like fifth takes somebody no one some no one really expected, and everything just the draft the mock drafts just go out the window. Yeah, who had Kyle Duggar being the Patriots' first pick of last year's draft? Uh, no, nobody. Yeah, nobody. No, there were a lot of picks where people just didn't didn't have anyone taking anybody that they thought. Okay, I don't so disagree with Snap. We got to do this one before we even read what he says. Uh, Ross, again, man, we're here for you. Uh, we won't share everything out here, but we're we're here for you. We're there for you and your family. If you need anything, Connor's in Mass. He can be there and spiritually and and supportively. I'm there as well. Absolutely, yeah. Ross absolutely. says wanted to send love to my DPN family. Can't stay. We are currently going through the motions from our family. We wanted to thank everyone for their kindness and support through Twitter and Facebook. Thank you to all for everything. So I guess we'll say it. Ross's father-in-law passed away on, I believe, Friday night or Friday. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I know we wished him uh, condolences on the Patreon exclusive stream, but we want to wish condolences now. And I, I have reached out to both Ross and, and Brianne to to uh, our wish of our condolences as well. So if we could all just send prayers and love to Ross, Brianne, and, and their family right now as they go through this tough time. Absolutely, man. You know, take all the time you need. Don't don't worry about the show or anything like that. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on, send the donation, but we totally understand, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We weren't expecting you to be here. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh Snap Time says, I think the Jets are quietly targeting fields. I think he's gonna go number two. And we talked about that at the beginning, and I totally, totally agree with that. I mean, yeah, he easily could. That's the thing. I look at a lot of these quarterbacks, and I wouldn't be surprised regardless. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields was drafted second. That wouldn't surprise me at all, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was somehow still sitting there at nine. There's going to be somebody, obviously, who's there much later in the draft as a quarterback than we're expecting. Somebody's going to stick around. If the Lombardi, if Lombardi said the 49ers aren't taking Fields, then I'm almost booking it that the 49ers are taking Fields. <laughs> yeah exactly some of these guys it's like as soon as they say it that means it probably will happen oh man all right your turn all right let's see let's see what we have here terrence gibson says uh draft trask and sign a veteran quarterback next season and let's go well they already signed the veteran quarterback there <laughs> i know i know you're probably not a cam newton fan um <laughs> But but I don't know who they're gonna they're gonna sign as a veteran quarterback. I don't know who's left out there. I don't think anyone really is. Um, Trask, I don't know much about Trask. Is is Trask expected to go in the second round? Well, yeah, but we've also heard he could he could even draft he could even uh, move up to the first round. Now I've I've said I've seen a lot of mock drafts where they have uh, Pittsburgh taking him. Yeah, yeah, I I have seen that recently. Yeah, Pittsburgh. I've also wondered too, and I was discussing this last night on the No Sources podcast, and I was saying, what did you put it past Tampa Bay to draft sort of a project quarterback now that they think could be good later on? Perfect time for them to do it. Perfect time. I think Tom Brady is probably going to play this season, obviously, and then maybe next season. I don't see him playing much longer, so now would be the time for them to start getting somebody who can sit behind him for the next two years and, and get prepared to take over because Tom's leaving soon. I'm sure. Yeah. You got one, two, three years and then you're in yep. sort of quarterback purgatory like the Patriots. So why not do what Belichick, well, I guess tried to do, but didn't after and get that guy to be ready for when he does leave. And, and they're going to need that. That's the only way that team's going to stay intact is if they get a quarterback on a rookie contract because they're spending all the money right now to try and win now as well. So you want to hear his draft profile? Yeah. Trask is a stoutly built quarterback prospect that has that's a prime example of perseverance and patience. Nice. Not becoming a full-time starter until his red-shirted junior season He had to show maximum amounts of patience prior to getting his chance under center. Going on to have a prolific career, he became a supreme leader for the Gators, a decisive and quick operator. He's a highly intelligent thrower that often attacks with a plan. 
He has thorough knowledge and smarts to attack all three levels of the field as he's experienced experienced reads in many different manners. A grip it and rip it thrower of quick game concepts on the perimeter. He's at his best when on schedule and able to take advantage of leverage throws. Trask's biggest challenges come from further down the field when he's forced to play outside of the normal structure of the offense. A slew-footed operator, he doesn't have the athleticism necessary to consistently make off-script plays. An often-used option or designed quarterback runs, but his big-time frame is an asset on runs during conversion situations. Trask's lower half may need to be restructured at his... uh, at its root of why many of his passes die in the deeper portions of the field, similar to his surroundings in college in order to reach slash see his full potential. He will need to have an adequate play caller and protection and playmakers around him. His ideal role is a developmental quarterback that could lead into being an eventual low tier starter scheme fit is a West coast or an Ern Perkins offensive system, which is what the Patriots run run yep. quick rhythm based throws with periodic deep shots down the field. Who's that sound like Tom Brady, Thomas Edward, Edward. or Thomas Edward short passes with the occasional deep shot until last season. That's a, that's what it sounds like, but it also sounds like it, that would kind of make sense based on what Terrence was saying, because it seems like he's not going to be NFL ready to come right in. So he's going to need to sit behind a veteran. So it might make sense if that's somebody Bill Belichick believes in. he wants to take kind of a, I don't want to say a later pick, but a later first round, second round pick on the guy and see if he can develop him into the quarterback of the future, sitting behind cam I mean, it's, it's definitely an option. There are a lot of things that I look at and I'm like, that's a valid option. How would you feel <coughs> after hearing what he said and after seeing what's being said in the comments as well, right? There's because, a lot. People are all over the place with this kid, Trask. Yeah, and let's face it. When it comes to, well, mostly everything, we're not smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, how would you feel if, if Belichick like, traded down to 25 and took Kyle Trask in the first round? I would be fine with it. People are probably going to go wild, but I i mean, if that's who Bill Belichick wants, I want him to go after whoever it is that he really believes in. So if that means that he's going to have to aggressively move up to get somebody like Fields or Mac Jones or whoever it might be, then sure, let's do that. If he thinks he can get Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, somebody like that, then move back from the 15, get more draft picks, and try and get your quarterback of the future. It's it, they got to go one way or the other here. they got to move up and, and go aggressive, or they got to move back, try and get some value out of somebody and stock up on more picks. And I, I'm ready to see whatever Bill Belichick wants to do. This is what they say. This is who it reminded me of when you were talking about Trask as Big Ben. I thought of Big Ben as well, especially yeah. using that frame, uh, you know, and, and running forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of Pete, a lot of those mock drafts have Pittsburgh drafting him, so he might be that fit for for Pittsburgh instead of the Patriots. Right. All right. We need to take a really, really quick break here. We'll be back in about thirty seconds. It's time for us all to get back into shape, but the gyms are closed again and commercial weights are too expensive. Guys, don't pump iron, pump concrete. Iron Triangle Concrete Weights are handmade and only a dollar a pound. Visit their Instagram page over at Iron Triangle Concrete Weights or email an order to irontriangle2021 at gmail.com and squash that COVID-15. Hey, tell them Dear Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% off your order. Stop pumping iron and visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Chevy in a few days. No, me neither. No, we didn't see him on Friday either, I don't think. No. Taking a break. Tonight's a funny night, though, so far. I need a break from us sometimes, too. I know, right? Maybe we'll go on vacation. We'll go to Myrtle Beach. Together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that where we're at now in our in our life, that we have to vacation together? We have to just do everything together? We, we go to Myrtle Beach and uh, hang out with... Um, I forget the commenter now. <laughs> nice. It's real nice there, though, this time of year. Beautiful weather. All right. Got anything for us? 
Let's go. We have one right here from Carmen's Journey. It says, in the long run, Mon can have a higher ceiling and than Fields. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, anybody can have a long, higher ceiling than anybody else when you look at the draft. I mean, the draft is so unpredictable. I mean, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever live. He got drafted in the sixth round. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, some some of the guys who are top 10 quarterbacks didn't get drafted in the first round. I think Aaron Rodgers was a later first-round pick. You know, you look at all these guys, the overwhelming majority of them weren't drafted in the top five, top 10 picks. I like how it got silent for a few seconds as you were waiting for me to say something, but I had nothing to say, so I just sat there <laughs> waiting for you to say something. The ceiling is funny, right? And I use the ceiling thing all the time. Well, who has the higher ceiling? I think he's got a higher ceiling. Like, I wonder if we were doing this podcast back in 2001 when I was like 15 and you were, what, two? Uh, no, I was in like fifth grade. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Fourth, fifth grade. You just know? go with the joke, Connor. I, I was three. You've already ruined it. You've already, you already ruined my shtick. <laughs> no, but like, I wonder like... And if someone had been like, oh, what about this Tom Brady out of Michigan? Like, what would his ceiling have been, do you think? Career backup. That would have yeah. been my opinion. I would have thought that he was going to be a career float around the league, try and get a contract from team to team as a backup quarterback. Borderline practice squad guy. I mean, he was the fourth quarterback on the team, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I would have expe- I, I probably would have been pissed. Like now, obviously, back then I wouldn't know enough to know that it's insane to keep four quarterbacks. But I would have wanted him on the practice squad. I would have said, "Why are we keeping this guy as a fourth string quarterback?" So I haven't been the biggest Justin Fields supporter. Justin Fields is probably the only quarterback I feel somewhat comfortable really speaking about because he's an OSU guy. I only watch OSU football, as you know. I've always said, though, if he does translate his game into the NFL, I think that his ceiling is much higher than Kellen Mond's, as much as I like Kellen Mond. Justin Fields, if he looks like he did in college in the NFL, he's a good quarterback. Right. Now, who who would you compare him to in the NFL? Is he like a Dak Prescott-style guy? No, I no. I'd probably compare him more, not from a like a talent level, but probably to like a Patrick Mahomes. Really? Yeah, I'm saying not nice. to a talent level, but like but play style. Play style. He can. He's very good at um, improvising. Yep. He's got a pretty big arm to hit downfield. He's got to really work on accuracy. Like I said, it's that's you know. I think that that's that's um, a big knock on him is his accuracy, right? And he and even times that he did receive or that he did guys did have uh, catches. Uh, where the hell was I going with this? Now I read a comment and I just totally went myself off track. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, that's who it is. And I think McChicken actually hit it perfect. If Jameis Winston didn't throw picks, that's Justin Fields. All right. Wow. I like that a lot. I would lo- I would love to see Jameis Winston as a quarterback minimizing the turnovers. I mean, he's actually good. He just is a turnover machine, which is you're never going to succeed in the NFL if you're doing that. So we'll take it. I couldn't disagree with this comment even more that says, Ray, maybe you don't like Fields because you watched him a lot and got sick of it. I like Justin Fields for Ohio State. I just don't know how his game's going to translate in the NFL. There was lots of concerns for me for that translation into the NFL. That's like saying I was sick of watching Tom Brady. You know, yeah. like you don't get sick of Tom. Well, you know, when he's your quarterback, you don't get sick of watching Tom Brady. No, I didn't get sick of watching Justin Fields. There are uh, a lot of people who just don't translate into the NFL too. It's just so common. I mean, we can look at all the quarterbacks that have been drafted over the past 10 years. I mean, it's probably a small percentage that really translate into the NFL. Yeah. Dead silence. We got fangirl here. Fangirl says Trey Lance and Justin Fields are basically Cam Newton 2.0s. Justin Fields more Trey Lance is a little bit different, in my opinion. 
Trey Lance has, he's a little bit of a super freak that if he can harness it in and create a, a career out of it, he can be really, 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 really good. And Trey Lance, Trey Lance is going to go, where is he projected to go? Well, he's in that same group with, with Mac Jones Fields and Mac Jones and, you know, where are they going to end up type of deals? Right. Yeah. So Trey Lance, that's funny. Cause it's like Trey Lance could go third or he could go ninth. You know what I mean? It's going to be huge. I don't huge think, he, I don't think he's going to go third. Yeah. So he's probably going to drop down. If I was Atlanta, I wouldn't trade out a four and I would take Trey Lance on him sit behind Matt Ryan. Yeah. They just I signed love... Matt Ryan for how many years? They give What's him that? a long, how long did they sign Matt Ryan for? Uh, two more years, I think, was his extension. Oh, was okay, point. okay, that's fine then. Yeah, that would that honestly be ideal. Two year, two years behind Matt Ryan, and then take over. Trey Lance is my favorite quarterback coming out of this draft. From a reasonable, I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence is my favorite, but from a, what the Patriots could do. Yep. Um. Oh, he's he's the one who had the stellar throw on um Twitter right at the field at his field day, at his pro day. Was that Lance or was that Kellen Mond? My brain is so fried, man. I think that I, was Kellen Mond, the one we were it? talking about from Twitter, yeah. Where it was like a 60-yard bomb, like right on the money? Yeah, I think okay, that was yeah. Mond. If I, I can't remember. There, there's so much stuff on Twitter from pro days. Right. Right, yeah. so. He looked excellent. Mac Jones, not so much. I like Trey Lance, though, from the from a realistic standpoint. So people are asking me about uh, Jamie Newman, who's the quarterback out of Georgia. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot about him the past couple of days. A lot of people talking about him. I don't know anything about him. You should I read his profile from the Draft Network? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Where is he from? What school? Well, it says Georgia here. Georgia? Where is he projected to go? Not early, right? He's projected as a developmental quarterback. All right. That's fine. On a spread offense. All right. But it's weird. Uh, Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman is a toolsy prospect with good size, arm strength, mobility, and poise. Uh, the Demon Deacons took full advantage of his dual threat skill set, implementing spread concepts that afforded him simplified reads where it was his for his first option wasn't available. He would have the spacing available to use his legs. Wake Forest also featured plenty of quarterback power and designed runs that allowed him to keep the offense moving with his legs. Newman is a terrific athlete and a physical runner. As a passer, Newman has plenty of room for growth when it comes to accuracy, decision-making, field vision, and progression. Hitting throws with anticipation and navigating the pocket. Newman should be viewed as a developmental quarterback, but one that brings an exciting package of physical traits to the table. There shouldn't be exception or there shouldn't be expectations that he will take the reins of an NFL offense early in his career, but packages could be created around him to take advantage of his skill set. If everything comes together, Newman has the makeup of an NFL starter, but he has ways to go. If you asked me to write a profile on the <laughs> current Cam Newton, that would be the Cam Newton profile, would it not? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was going to say this guy sounds like Jared Stidham 2.0 based on that. Expectations very low. Lot no, be, but I think that, desired. that sounds like Cam, though. Freak of an athlete. Right. Great on design runs. Has accuracy issue, decision-making issues. Has a lot to learn, a lot to work on. <laughs> Newman, yeah. Newman almost sound the same. Can they both wear number one in the same season? Possibly. Maybe one will wear one, one will wear 1.0. Nikhil Harry was number 10 right now, right? 15. 15, okay. Josh Gordon was number 10. Oh, he was. That he was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about uh, but then then who knows? Maybe he does everything that they say he needs to do to do. He learns behind a quarterback. He develops after a couple of years. He gets better at all those things. And he ends up being fantastic. You never know. I would like I just saw McChicken's comments. I'm gonna steal it, but I would love them to draft. Uh, Newman, just so every day I could come on and go, hello, Newman. <laughs> What's that from? Seinfeld. Oh, yes. There we go. All right. We got one here from uh, Light Shadows. Light Shadows says, I haven't given up on Cam. Last year, he didn't know playbook, got COVID, had no weapons, and 
Josh M didn't know how to use him. If Cam balls out this year, maybe we will find out we have our quarterback for the next three to five years. I've agreed to an extent with some of that stuff that he had. He did have a hard shake last year. That's why this year is the year of no excuses. Um, I see his window being, yeah, three years max, though. So regardless, even if they are to sign Cam Newton for another two years, say he has a great year and they they extend him a little bit longer, they still need a quarterback for the future. He's just not the guy for the future. He's this season and maybe a little bit longer, but I can't. I just don't see Cam being a long-term guy in this league because also I see him retiring before 40. His body's just taking too much of a beating as well. Well, in five years, I think he'll only be 36. So, right, 30, 36. I mean, even at even at that, I don't see him playing much longer. He's a he's been a run first QB. I don't see him being a guy who plays into his 40s. I mean, we saw it happen to Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. These guys were like early 40s. They were completely fell off a cliff. I mean, Peyton Manning, I think, was 41, and he had a noodle arm at that point. And I think Cam, obviously, running first, has taken much more of a beating than Peyton Manning did. So I haven't given up on Cam Newton either. Even though most people think I have, I haven't. And I agree with everything you said. COVID, playbook, all that kind of stuff. Connor, I know you're reading the chat. I'll explain it to you after. Um, I don't think Josh McDaniels did a good job of creating enough plays that were made for Cam Newton. The weapons were a joke. And obviously, Belichick addressed that this year. Yes, in a big way. That's not going to change decision-making. That's not going to change throwing at people's ankles. But if he can improve those two things, then absolutely, they'll play better. As for the next three to five years, I don't see it. I don't see it. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Like I was saying, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe be extended a little bit longer. But regardless, I think Belichick's also looking for the long-term solution. And any, any way we slice it, it's just not going to be Cam like long-term. So, they they got to do something regardless. I agree. All right, let's see here. We got Dylan Scollin says if Cam is a season with twenty five TDs, ten interceptions, thirty five hundred yards, he will start next season. Yeah, I mean, we'll, depending on what they do with whoever they draft, we'll see. But that's all I want Cam Newton to do this season is 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 3,500 yards. Just don't turn the football over. Make throws when you need to. The defense is going to be top five, probably top three. Special teams, same exact thing. The offense just needs to be good. As long as he can run a good offense that's going to run the football pretty consistently, they're going to be a very, very competitive team. They're going to be legit, kid. Amos Winston threw for 33 touchdowns and 5,100 yards in 2019. Yes. And in 2020, he backed up Drew Brees on a different team. Yes. But he also threw 30 picks, I think. He did. Yeah. If Newton throws 25 touchdowns, 3.5 thousand yards, and you've got a quarterback ready on the bench to be your future... Cam Newton's not your starting quarterback next year. Yeah. I mean, those, those, that's not going to blow anyone out of the water, but that's also going to depend, like I said in the beginning, of who they, who they end up drafting. But in order for them to succeed for this coming season, that's what I want out of Cam Newton is to put up these type of numbers. I think if he does that, the Patriots are in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I just don't know if that's good enough to go to a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, because in the playoffs, it's more than well enough. But um, right. that type of season to me, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, three, three and a half. I mean, I know this This is such an unfair comparison, like such an unfair comparison. But imagine what Brady would do with that offense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think if Tom Brady had the weapons that they have with this offensive line, with this run team and a defense that's going to give him the ball all the time, I think he would, yeah, he would throw 40 touchdowns. 
close to 5,000 yards. 5,000. Yeah. It'd yeah. Be, it would be, a, it would be like season. I agree. Yeah. He would, he would throw all over teams. It would, it would be a clinic out there. And they, the plus with the defense that they have, I'm, I'm counting on this being like a defense, hard nose, like just very tough defensive team that runs the football, kills the clock. And Cam Newton is going to need to be very complimentary. So that's, that's what I think they're going to have to do to win most games. Yeah, it's funny because I think that's too like most of our conversation, whether it's you and I talking or even like the the conversation in the chat, it always revolves around like Cam Newton being the focal point of the offense where really mm-hmm. I agree with you. The focal point is the people he's handing the football off to or him running the football himself. Right. When it comes when it comes to the passing game, uh, I think you're right. It's he has to be a solid complementary piece to a very hard nosed offense. And that's what uh Jamal Trowell saying here they're going to have to run the ball a lot with Cam. I agree. I think Cam's going to run the football a lot like he did last season, and I think it's going to be easier for him this year because they have so many weapons. Last year we saw it a lot, especially when they got in the red zone. The other team laughed at the Patriots, basically. They're like, yeah, who are you going to throw the football to? All you can do is run it with Cam or hand it off. Um they, they were so predictable when they got down there. The tight end position was non-existent. Jacoby Myers wasn't a threat in the red zone. Nikhil Harry, non-existent. I mean, now all of a sudden you have two of the best tight ends in the league. You have Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. Now you have a bunch of different options. So it's going to make it a lot more difficult to stop Cam Newton running the football because there's actually other things they can do. Last season it was a sellout on Cam running it. Without me repeating exactly what Connor just said, let's move on. All right. Uh, what's McChicken saying for me here? We'll go to No Love Entertainment. He says, do you all like the idea of taking an offensive piece other than quarterback in the draft, running back, tight end, wide receiver, et cetera? Uh, yes. Not necessarily. Well, actually, maybe in the first round. It all depends on who's there. I know Kyle Pitts isn't going to be there at 15. Somebody's going to go get him. If I'm the Bengals, I we grab him. We need to stop Pitts. using the name Kyle Pitts as if that is a viable option for the Patriots. Yeah, he's he's going to if, – if I'm the Bengals, I take him fifth. I, he doesn't even get past me if I'm them. Running back, I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I know there's a bunch of people you love, Trey Sermon. I'm not opposed to that if they can put another really good running back in there because I think a couple years from – now, either next year or the year after that, Sony Michelle is going to move on. James White's going to move on. So I'd like to see them get someone there. Wide receiver, I mean. Well, what, let me hold on. Let me stop there. Let me before we get too far. Trey Sermon, you can get outside of the first round. Okay. So they're not. Trey Sermon is not being picked in the first round of the, of the draft. I'm telling you that right now. And I think no love here. He's just saying in general. I don't know if he's saying first round necessarily. Well, he says other than the quarterback in the draft. Like, are, are you? Do you all like the idea? Of course, I like. I mean, if that we're just talking about the draft in general, I'm very open to the Patriots taking offensive players in the draft, not just defensive players. Because but they're I, they're loaded at like the fourth round too. I think they have like three for like between the third and the sixth round, they have like six or seven picks. Yeah, so I think that. Um, I think he's talking the first round in particular. He's got to be because, of course, we're okay with them taking offensive players throughout the entire draft. Right. Dylan Scollins is saying, uh, hot take, Patriots keep their 15th pick and take uh, Najee Harris. That's the guy at Alabama? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You're saying definitely not? I just I wouldn't be opposed to the move, so maybe my reaction is wrong. Like I'm not sitting here going like, oh, no, Harris is a – like. The Harris-Harris connection would be amazing out of that backfield, but the Patriots have so many other needs, like secondary help, linebacker help, offensive line help. Right. At this point, you already have Damian Harris as an established running back. Why are you, you know what I mean? You don't need it to use your first-round pick for that. There's other things you can spend your first-round pick on. Right, right. I mean, I'm fine with them taking a running back. Again, Trey Sermon in the third round, perfect. But in the first round, there's so many other pieces that they could pick that they could address, and I'd much rather them do that. CNS 420 says, Trey Sermon is a third or fourth round. I think he'll fall into the mid-fourth round at most. At hey, most. That, It'll probably be a third rounder. 
that will that will make sense for the Patriots then because that's where they have the mar- majority of their picks right now. They're going to be able to pick a bunch of people, and that's when they can easily move around. It doesn't cost you much to move up in the fourth round or to move back in the third, fourth round right in there. So if he's available and they really want him, they can probably make a relatively easy trade to move up in the fourth round. Dylan, save your hot takes for Hot Take Thursday. <laughs> that's true. Hot Take Thursday is coming up. We need the hot takes. Dennis Pinchuk here says uh, Felton or Herbert would be great picks to replace White down the road. I want them to get Herbert from uh, the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this when we start getting into the running backs in the draft outside of like Trey Sermon and, and Harris, that's where I start getting lost. Right. Yeah, thank I you don't. For comment, though. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you, sir. Thank you for making us look stupid. Thank, thank you, you for letting the whole world who didn't know us know that we know all about the people joining the draft. Hey, by the way, if you're new and watching, hit subscribe, man. Our subscribership is kind of flattened out. We flattened the curb in, subs- in subscribership. We want that thing to peak. Subscribe. Subscribe, like, tell your friends. Tell your Tell, tell your, your mother. Like, tell your cousins. Tell your, first, tell your first grade teacher, man. Seriously, they have Facebook. Send them a message. Let them know about the show. The Charm City player Brandon A says they're going to be some good defensive players slipping in the draft. Why not take one of them? Um, I mean, probably. I think there's going to be people who are slipping in the draft in general. It happens every year. There are people who can be snagged in the draft that are going to make a big difference. There's going to be people who are able to be drafted in the fourth round who thought they'd go in the second round. There's always that poor guy who shows up that's ready to be drafted in the first round, and he's sitting there halfway through the second round on the second day, and ESPN keeps having the camera in him and his family's face. There'll be those people. You know what I mean? There's always going to be people who keep falling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's going to uh, – I, I want to know who the undrafted free agent's going to be this year. That's true, too. I mean, there are going to be people after the draft that Bill Belichick's out there scooping up. He does, he does it all the time. Even though he doesn't know how to draft, then fortunately he goes out and gets people like David Andrews and Malcolm Butler and signs them off the street with their eighth round pick. Um, he is uh, he's from All Troll again. He said, "What happened to the other Alabama running back on the Patriots? I thought that was uh, Damian Harris, wasn't he running back? Wasn't that him? Yeah, Damian Harris. Damian Harris, right? Well, there wasn't. A, was there another one? Hmm." There was Damian Harris was from Alabama, right? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm making that up. Hmm. I thought he was. Hmm. What? I'm sorry, I wasn't. Dam- Damian Harris, he was from Alabama, right? Yes, I just said yes. Oh, okay. I there, there was nobody else from Alabama that I'm missing, right? I don't know. Alabama right. running backs on the Patriots. Google will tell us. Damien Harris. Damien Harris. He's there. He's he's ready. I think he's going to be the starter this season. So NFL Rumors has tweeted out that the report is the Falcons are interested in Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields Ooh. as an option with the fourth pick. He's an Atlanta native and would be open to sitting and learning under Matt Ryan. Uh-oh. That doesn't bode well for the Patriots. Because that means that they aren't going to get a top four quarterback. The only one left, I presume, will be Mac Jones. So, unless that's their guy. If that's their guy, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Bill Belichick didn't seem thrilled at his pro day. I don't know, though. Who knows how much that actually means. Here's one. As we head into the NFL draft. The Patriots are still taking calls on Nikhil Harry and Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> People are really calling on Nikhil Harry, huh? Very interesting to me. Um, but they're taking calls. Right. And they're also taking calls on Stephon Gilmore. I think I just found our Patreon topic of tonight. I mean, the Stephon Gilmore doesn't surprise me. There are teams out there that really need a corner, I'm sure. You know, there are people who were probably in the playoffs last season that were really one major piece in the secondary away from taking that next step. I can't imagine any teams thinking about that, about Nikhil Harry. That surprises me a little bit more, but I'm sure people are calling on on, uh, Stephon Gilmore. But they're taking calls, which means they're entertaining the calls. Right. That's true. Bill Belichick would definitely uh, hang up if he wasn't interested. 
he would move on very quickly, I'm sure. Last one of the night. Make it good. All right. Let's see here. All right. Now i got to find a good one. Feeling awkward silence as Connor tries to read. Feeling awkward silence because that is what we need. We're feeling awkward silence as he tries to find a chat. And that's why I need to. We're both a little fat. Yay! <laughs> that was actually a great rhyme. <laughs> nice song by Ray. And uh, he gave me the time to find this comment from Matthew Shea. He says, you guys talk about Sheldon Richards Richardson's release yet. No, we haven't. I talked about it last night. You did. Okay. Yes, we have. What did you say? What's that? Well, and what did we say? I said that he could be that guy that the Patriots need. I just feel like they're not going to make any moves until after the draft. Yep. And I'm afraid that by that point, he's already going to be gone. He's right. already going to be picked up by somebody. What do you think about Sheldon Richards? Do you see him as a fit for the Patriots? I mean, potentially. He's defensive lineman, right? Yeah, defensive tackle. Yep. Right. I mean, I think that they've already spent a decent amount of money and they've kind of done a decent job addressing that position. I think he'd be better than the guys that they have probably but but i I like him because he's that defensive tackle that can get the pressure up the middle right which is very rare it's very which is you know you just don't see that a lot um that's the thing i've I've been looking for right right it would be nice but i I don't think bill belichick's gonna do it because he just brought in um two guys as defensive tackle he re-signed uh what's his name the guy that they already had, Dietrich White, Dietrich Weiss, right? So yeah. they, he's he's spent some money on the line already. So I don't know if he would. Maybe if it was the first day of free agency, he probably would have signed him ten minutes into it. But we'll see. You never how, know. How old is Richardson? Like he's he's like, been around for a while, right? Yeah, but I think he's only like thirty. Okay, that's not terribly old. No, that's young man for defensive tackle. They can go to their like 35, 36 easy, It'd right? Be effective. All right, that's it, man. Oh, she wrote. We've uh, that's an hour. Yes, sir. Connor and I need to take our half hour break before we got to go record Patreon. Yep. Thank you to everybody who watched live. Thank you to everybody who watched the replay. Thanks to all of you on the podcast. We appreciate and love you all, Connor. I love you. I love you. And uh, I love the Patriots. Do you love the Patriots? I love the Patriots. I love Bill Belichick. I love Robert Kraft. Do you love Cam Newton? I'll let you know at the end of this season. I'm fond of Cam Newton. Me too, actually. And uh, tell me about those Patriots. They're going to be legit, kid. See you later, folks. We want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier at one cost, five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in our Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat. You can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get the content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Sports. If you'd like to check it out, we have left the link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening or watching. And guys, there are many different ways that you can support Dear Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do that in style is by visiting the Dear Pats Nation merch shop over at teespring.com slash stores slash DPN. And when you're there, get your hands on the newest DPN apparel, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want. Get it all at our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash DPN. For your convenience, we've left a link to our merch store in the description or wherever you're listening or watching this show. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us.
Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.